0: ChatGPT, when used correctly in both directions, frankly allows for a deeper relationship and a deeper conversation um, with their students.
1: This is the Transform Your Teaching Podcast. The Transform Your Teaching Podcast is a service of the Center for Teaching and Learning at Cedarville University in Cedarville, Ohio. You just heard from Dr. Dan Clark from Tiffin University we are continuing our series on generative AI. And here is part two of our interview with Tiffany University faculty members, Dr. Dan Clark and Dr. Michelle Meadows. So let's pivot a bit. Let's talk about faculty. Um, you know, we have listeners, I'm sure, that are curious about using generative AI, but they just don't know how to. You know, they're, it's either a huge monster or it's a, a mountain they have to climb that's way too steep. How have you? And maybe how would you inspire faculty to try out generative AI? I think uh, this, this kind of goes back to the speed,
0: the speed of the evolution. So our formal structures, um, this is proving to be a challenge for our formal structures and, and the, the normal pace of change in higher education. Um, You know, we have a a very skilled uh, assistant professor, associate professor, I'm sorry, in computer science that runs our artificial intelligence and data science center uh, here at the university. Uh, These are these are academic majors uh, for our students. And the uh, the faculty development committee interacted with 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 Dr. Anas Blasi uh, to create a a training uh, for prompt engineering. Uh, that training, they're ready to roll that out uh, as we speak. I think they're finally ready to go. And some of our faculty, our faculty are all being encouraged to, um, to take that training, uh, uh, a s- series of, of training uh, sessions uh, online. Um, and it's all about uh, prompt engineering. And as we all know, the whole concept of prompt engineering has already changed. Right. And is there really a formal thing such as prompt engineering? So the speed of this is really, really a challenge. Um, it this, you know, we are we are out there on the ragged edge. So, what what, one of the things we're doing, I I mentioned that a staff member had had taken a different position uh, with another university. We have uh, reconfigured that position and we are welcoming in a professor of practice of AI integrated education this is a, a team member of ours he was previously an instructional designer for us um, and a remote instructional designer and he is he's uh, welcomed the opportunity to come on to come to campus relocate to Tiffin um, and and really be the, the instructional designer/ slash AI guy in residence is what we're calling him you know, so his role is to guide, support faculty in integrating these AI tools and methodologies into into their teaching and learning, uh, and you know, really assist the broader university in answering some of these questions. We don't even know what questions to ask yet. Um, much less figure out what the answers are, but but we think uh, uh, Mike McKay is his name. We think he'll be a great resource, and we hope that our faculty really really take advantage of it. But but again, credit to the administration here at TU, they have allowed me to to juggle around some responsibilities uh, to put really put an uh, an entire FTE just spearheading um, this uh, this concept and this this new uh, this new evolution, even though we
1: don't even know where it's going. Dr. Meadows, anything to add?
2: Um, just talking about Mike McKay. Mike and I are also hosting a webinar for our faculty and our students in our master's program that are studying instructional design next month too. So we're we're trying to help our faculty and our current students who want to be designers learn more about how they can use AI for content creation, um, unit structuring, lesson design, idea generation and all of the fun things that it can do. Uh, And uh, In addition, faculty might be interested in how it can assist with grading. So we will talk about how um, AI can be used as an ethical tool to help you with your grading as well.
1: Do you want to give us a preview of what that looks like? How how can you use AI to help with grading?
2: One thing that Mike might show would be that that, um, he'll uh, upload the whole paper by a student. Upload a rubric that you might be using and ask AI to generate feedback using those rubrics. Um, If you don't have a rubric, you can ask ChatGPT or Cloud or whatever AI tool you're using to... Play as a professor of fill in the blank I'm a professor of English and I have a pre-service or education. I have a pre-service teacher who uh, wrote this lesson plan. I am looking for these things within the lesson plan. Here's their lesson plan copy and paste, provide some feedback and then you can you know you want to review the feedback before you get it to the student. You want to also review the student paper and make sure you agree with the feedback but it can help with um, making that possibly go a little bit quicker.
1: Is there a desire or a need then for a design statement for an instructor to say hey i used ai to help me grade this thing easy i'm just saying easy
3: i'm just saying back away from the table
1: there's the story about the goose and the
0: gander right that that's what that's (laughs) kind of what we're dealing with and it's funny that uh we use sort of these Uh, And and I would, I would, frankly, I would challenge um, some, maybe some of your other listeners that are, that are uh, really still in the policing mentality of around this stuff. Uh, you know, we faculty that, that we've met and and talked to are all about some of these ways that AI can help them. Uh, And, and Michelle can talk a little bit We're we're, we're uh, uh, starting to use AI uh, in, in construction of our online courses. Uh, right. AI is really, really good at writing academically. That's basically what trained it. And therefore, it's really good at doing it. Um, so it, it is funny um, that, that, that the faculty are uh, constantly, you know, they're, they're interested in new and uh, creative uses of AI on their own side. And yet they want to police students sometimes from doing the same thing. I know we have faculty that uh, use AI to create lesson plans. Or hey, just give me some ideas about lessons plans, right? In fact, one of the um, we've we've really sort of informally formalized it in our uh, governance. Uh, the uh, at the start of every faculty meeting uh, here at Tiffin, a faculty someone the, the call is it goes out for a faculty member to stand up and say how they've been able to use AI uh, in their own. Uh, uh, for their own uses in order to improve or or speed up or or simplify what they're doing. So, um, yeah, you know, everybody has embraced it. Uh, it, it it's, it's the next step. It's the way of the future. So we've got to get comfortable with it. We've got to get comfortable, again, with this idea of ethical and effective, what AI does well, what AI doesn't do well. And certainly with the understanding that what it doesn't do well today, it might be able to do much better tomorrow. I don't have a web uh, a, a chat GPT account. I don't even use it. Uh, I'm an old school guy. I'm a curmudgeon. I'm a Luddite, uh, but I understand its power, and I understand it honestly as, as, a, as, a, as an equalizer. There's a little bit of a social justice
1: angle to AI that I think we need to embrace. I hope I didn't go too far by saying a faculty design statement. Was that, was that okay? No, that's... All right. He that's likes it. stepping on toes.
0: You've got to embrace what is it we're doing? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it's okay. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I thought, uh, it, it, when you talk about the folks that are sort of recalcitrant toward this or, 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 or a, a little bit, um, resistors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I 100% believe that a standard transmission car is the best kind of car to have. <laughs> okay. I think the driving experience is better. I think it gives you better control in the snow and, 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 okay. Try and buy one. Yeah, <laughs> right. the world has, you know, the world has moved on and you can stand here and shout at clouds or or you can or
1: you can be part of it. And part of it is exciting. As you said that, I was thinking of my hybrid van with all the computer parts in it. And... <laughs>
3: right. No, your hybrid van will stay on the road long after he's gone off the road and his his stick shift. <laughs> I'm telling you, here's, being here's one who knows how to drive a stick shift. Here's hoping.
1: Uh, so
0: to that point. The other, the other hidden uh, positive to a standard transmission car is I leave the keys right in the, in the ignition because nobody can steal it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Touche.
3: That's
1: a good point.
0: Like,
3: where's the button to start this thing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I have brake,
1: Preston, but it's not doing anything. I, I don't want to get too deep into course building because I'm a structural designer and I feel like I could spend hours talking about that with Michelle. But I do want to talk about how you're overall, like generically. How could a faculty member use AI to help them in their course design?
2: I'm thinking you could start small, you know, pick one assignment that they'd want to maybe revise or revamp. They've been doing it the same way for years and they want something more creative. Um, For example, I had two faculty members reach out to me over break and they said, you know, we've been doing these group assignments, and we can't figure out uh, how to get the students engaged. That's just not working. And, and so I had them meet with me and share their ideas for their group work. And, um, and then I modeled with them by sharing my screen. Okay, share me the objectives for t- this day's lesson. And then I used ChatGPT to help generate some other scenarios, some other examples, some other ideas for how you could teach that, that topic. Um, And they were just amazed. And they left that day with uh, new ideas for what they could do just for that one class. And then they could recreate that for other classes if they wanted to. Um, That would not be for students using AI, but that would just be an example for how the instructor could use AI to revise um, an assignment. Or let's say... um, you know, final assignment an instructor usually uses is a uh, written paper. And it's something that students could now easily copy and paste a question into ChatGPT to generate their essay. Um, Then you could use ChatGPT to help you create some more authentic assignments that would not so easily be able to be completed with AI tools. Dan,
0: anything else you would add? Yes, to everything Michelle said, certainly in, in the online world, um, Piffin University, we built stand- standardized, we built courses that are reused by faculty, right? So we, we engage with an SME to build a course, and that course will be taught over and over and over again by a variety of faculty, not necessarily just the person um, that helped build it. So one of the things that we uh, really strive for is this idea of, of presence by the faculty. And we try mm-hmm. to gain uh, some of that uh, through this narrative. Uh, uh, and, and it sounds very simple, but it can be kind of hard to get to. It's like, here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're going to do it. Here's what we did. Here's why we did it. Here's why it's important. And here's what we're going to do next. And these are each constituent pieces in a, in a typical week. Um, and we found our instructional designers, uh, Michelle being one has found sometimes it's a real struggle for faculty to, to just write that narrative in a neutral voice that both makes sense and is compelling and all the mm-hmm. things that help, help uh, students feel guided through the material. Uh, um, and so one of the new initiatives we're doing is, is uh, heavily using AI to try and help write that narrative. Um, so it's some, um, you know, it's the old metaphor of, of, you know, uh, adjusting the elephant is a lot easier than drawing the elephant. Right. So we get something out there that's that's a draft that kind of gets us towards what we need. And then we can work with the SME uh, to tweak it and make sure that it is uh, uh, both accurate. Right. And then reflective of the intent of the
3: course. And speaking of faculty and drilling down a little bit deeper, I have had faculty say to us, what do you need me for? If AI can do these things, if it can design my course if it can grade my course if it can help teach and provide answers to my students what do you need me for
0: so so there's no doubt and this is this is why uh, this is such a fraught topic i mean for for many this is perceived as existential Right. This is this is the great disruptor. This is a bigger disruptor than Wikipedia ever was. I mean, this is huge. And faculty are, um, uh, you know, they're nervous. They're worried uh, about exactly the question you asked. Um, what what we work with with our faculty is uh, like the uh, the automatic transmission car that helps you not have to pay attention to some certain things and focus more on where you're going uh, down the road. Uh, we think that these tools can really help. Um, it's really kind of the division of labor idea that we can really it really helps faculty focus on higher order things, okay and not worry so much um, about some of the things some of the some of the weeds that they find themselves mired in right now. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, when I teach classes, uh, it is absolute drudgery for me to do line level editing of students writing. Right. It, it's some of it is painful. It's not good. It's circular. It's it's whatever it is. OK, well, if you can if I can work with a student to help use A.I. or whether it's Grammarly or any type of uh, any any tool uh, to help refine that. So it relieves me of that duty. We can start talking about higher order things, you know, which are the concepts, the key concepts and things like that. So in many ways, I I know it's it, it feels like a threat. But in many ways, I think it's an opportunity uh, that helps us focus on. Um, you know, focus on some of the things we wish, honestly, we wish we could focus on, uh, but could never do that because we were stuck stuck in the weeds worrying about uh, academic writing and style and things like that. Michelle?
2: And I think to elaborate on that, like you can use ChatGPT to help you generate a really cool lesson. It, it may look cool, but you as a human need to read through that and accurately check that and question what is being as put out to you right does this make sense does this actually align with my content is it relevant to my students um you know you you as a human also uh make those connections with your students whether you're online or in person i know as a department chair i get feedback all the time from online students that um, really praise those faculty who send out video announcements, who give video feedback, who um, open up evening sessions for their students to come join me and let's have a conversation and discussion about what we're learning. And even if you don't get all students coming to those sessions, they value that they're offered and they see that and you can't do that um, With a robot, right? I mean, you can, but it's not the same. So those are all things that are missing, that are lacking, that, you know, our professors are still needed for.
3: It sounds like you're saying that faculty are very much still needed, and the level to which they know their area will determine their abilities to work with students well and work with ChatGPT well. Does that sound right to you?
0: Certainly. I mean, right, so... It's the question of content, and, and that's a whole, that, that would be a whole other show for you. I think for faculty, um, ChatGPT, when used correctly in both directions, frankly allows for a deeper relationship and a deeper conversation um, with their students. Um, because again, you're, you're you're talking about higher order things, um, chat GPT or, or Claude or any of those, they don't have the experience you have, right? They don't have, uh, the, you know, they don't have the history you have. And students, as Michelle said, students really crave that. And to the extent we can use these tools to free our faculty up to provide that kind of uh, deeper level feedback and connection with students, uh, uh, the better we are.
3: But it also begs the question, I think, to some, and I can hear some of voices in my head saying this, the folks that I know, do we rob students of the opportunity to do hard things and the things that we gained out of doing some of those?
0: Well, let me turn that around a little bit. There are uh, students out there who are very, very successful in high school because they have learned the skill of the five paragraph essay, Mm -hmm. right? They have just learned how to churn it out. OK, and frankly, faculty or, or instructors, you know, t- high school teachers, you know, maybe you know, they're, they're worried about the, the, you know, the base level stuff. Oh, OK, so student X can do a five, a five paragraph essay. Uh, it really doesn't matter if they have a, a unique thought in there, right? The margins are good and we've got the, the topic sentence and all of these other things. <laughs> Think of these tools as a leveler, right? Now everybody can write a five paragraph essay. Now let's talk about what the essay says.
2: I think to elaborate on that, you could argue in the opposite direction, too. I feel like AI could make things more challenging now. You know, I think it's it's made us realize, man, a lot of these uh, questions that we had in our discussion boards were really easy. Yes, I agree with you. You know, are a lot of our responses. And so what are we doing now? We're We are kind of doing what I did as a K-12 teacher later. I think that's kind of what happens. It hits K-12, it hits higher ed. Um, what what can we do to make these prompts better? We can incorporate experiential learning more. Um, AI can't do that experiential learning mm. for you. You could do project-based learning, more inquiry-based activities, problem-based scenarios, and all of these um, edits to how we create our courses can make it more authentic for our students. Therefore, hopefully, it'll be harder or unable to use AI to complete those assignments.
3: That was good from both of you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that.
0: Can I can I add one more little thought that sure. th- that came to mind that I think will be useful for you. Yeah. Um, one of the examples of higher order thinking, okay, that is going to be really useful in the way the world is evolving is the concept of information literacy mm-hmm. and bias analysis, right? Mm-hmm. The deep fake stuff and the and the AI generated stuff um, online and and this wall of misinformation that our students are faced with every day. The hope is, is that again, with, with some of the efficiencies that we've gained, we can start to focus on um, this idea of information literacy and bias analysis, because it's, it's,
1: it's just so important uh, in, a, in our day and age. Uh, Michelle, you talked about how it's like, um, or that you have faculty use ChatGPT to generate stuff, and then you have them evaluate it. That's what we're asking students to do as well in that case. Um, And sometimes it takes a faculty member to experience it themselves to realize, oh, okay, that's why I want them to do this.
3: And then they have to be able to guide the student through it because most students don't even know the right questions to ask. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. no, great point.
3: And they just, they just see it and they're like, uh, okay, that must be right. I got it on the internet. It must be right. <laughs>
0: And, and, and the brass ring here, right is this is, is the metacognitive level, right? We want to get to that higher level when we're thinking about thinking and thinking about and thinking about assembling ideas and, 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 and positions and biases and whatever else. That's where we want to get to and, and we think these tools are at least as useful uh, as getting us there as they
1: are threats um, to prevent that. Yeah, all right. Well we appreciate you guys coming on. Um, we will definitely do this again if you if you are willing to come on and t- chat some more. I do want to talk about design stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it depends on how the final edit comes out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll wait and, to, and to yeah. hear
3: how, how he sounds. Hey, we're going
1: to cut this out to make you sound terrible. <laughs> yeah.
3: We'll replace his voice with uh, an ai all it's be is All it's going to be <laughs>
1: is how you just want to drive manual. That's all the episode yeah. is going to be. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. So that's going to do it for us today on the Transform Your Teaching podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review. Uh, And check out our blog at cedarville.edu forward slash focus blog. And we'll see you next time.